The God that never stops chasing you down. The Father that, that always draws close. The one that always sees the best in you. Amen? What a mighty God we serve. You know what the Bible explains in the book of Hebrews? It explains this relationship that we have with God, which is in so high esteem that the heavenly beings are looking at us and they say, man, we wish what they are having. They desire the intimacy that we can get to the Father. Because now we are not only creation in Christ, we are part of the circle dance. Amen? The parasitliasis. We are part of that dance, that, that intimacy where, the dad, where our dad says, just draw close. So we are called a movement. When we, when we sat with the Lord, there was no songs at that stage singing about the movement and a movement. And when I got the word, when the Lord spoke to us, he said to us, Acts 29, the movement. And I asked the Lord what, and he showed me a picture of blood that was circulating through the body. I asked the Lord, Lord, what, what should we do in the body? Are we the eyes? Can we be the prophetic mouth? Can we be? And the Lord said, I'm going to make you like the blood in the body. We're going to circulate. Amen. And what I can tell you this morning is the life is in the blood. We need to get a life. We need to get proactive. I want to say to you, we've been sitting for 20, 30 years. The devil has been telling us, man, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You, are, you don't know enough scriptures. You, don't, you know, don't know the ABCs yet. You still need to get training. I want to say to you, we are ready. We are ready. And if you are out of your debt, I want to say to you, even more grace will abound to us. That's the good news, isn't it? Can we give the Lord a hand just for that this morning? Amen. So guys, we want to, oh man, I can't tell you, I don't, this morning as I speak, let's take, as part of the worship, just take up the tithe. My wife's got the card machine, if she doesn't have it yet. For those who would like to use the card services, it, Marie, can you me I forget now for you to give, sorry. And, um, uh, what I want to say, maybe just while we are busy taking up the offering, guys, I want to encourage us as a, as a church that this, should, this morning I'm going to speak on thanksgiving, mostly. Just giving thanks. Just having an attitude of gratitude. Just, just to be aware of the goodness of God that has led us to repentance. I'm going to look through a few scriptures, 17 scriptures as such. And then I'm going to look at the anti-climax that happened in some of the disciples' lives because we think that it only needs to go good with us. You know that the, the Lord was blessed with the widows? <laughs> okay, so Marie, Marie wants us to give in front. So let's do this. I, I, I haven't been here when they do it like that. So praise the Lord. It's a first for me as well. I don't know what you want me to do now. Okay, so anyone who's got something on your heart, okay, uh, please bring it in front of the Oukiese Koppie. Die ouse kop gaan net oor geld. Okay. And I want to say to you this morning, we are walking out in faith. Wow, daar sê, daar sê. Anders moet jy met my sak gooi, daar kan ek my gaan eet, kool. Bring my hier so. What I want to say in this morning is that um, we're really walking on the water. The other day I said to the Lord, Lord, um, we, we as, a, as a family, as Acts 29, they broke into our church in Bronkospreit and they stole some of our sound and we were short. I think the bill was at that stage 330,000 rand and the insurance only paid out 130. <laughs> in the time coming through COVID, we've got all the expenses to come into the city. I said to the Lord, Lord, we don't have 200,000 now for extra sound. And last week we paid 
our, our, basically our accounts empty and we said, Lord, we're going to walk in faith just. And what I want to say to you, it's not a spiritual hint. What I'm, what I'm telling you is I, be, I believe that the righteous shall walk by faith. I had the opportunity to speak to two of my friends, which is financially in a position, and I didn't get it definite. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what should I do? The Lord said to me, you do it. You walk out, and I will provide. And I want to challenge you guys, even in this season, the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. It's not that there's not a the way. There is a way. It just doesn't, don't seem like there's one. And I want to challenge you this morning to really be sensitive and to ask the Lord, Lord, make me creative. I want to walk out on the water. We want to be part of, of, of making this movement happen. Can I trust my, entrust you with my finances? And that's one of the things, as we uh, are new in Pretoria, many of the people are only building relationship with us. We don't take the tithe and put it in our bags. So we're not going to eat tonight. Today we're eating with the Lawrence's. We won't be using the tithe for that. So in a certain sense, what I believe what the Lord is doing is that um, the Lord is just drawing us as a family to say, man, I want you to walk on the water. And that's always the best place to be. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. So let's get into um, the scriptures. The, when I sat with the Lord this week, I heard him say that the blueprint for society, for any community, is the, is, is the fellowship. Amen. And um, is the fact that we are family. Who believes that we are family? Now, most of us don't have a good um, experience about family. Can I get an amen on that? Many of us only have a broken experience of family. I mean, I sat with some people twice my age, and they tell me, listen, I was sitting on my grandfather's lap, and he, he abused me. He misused me. Stuff like places where we should have felt safe became a place of brokenness. And I asked the Lord about this thing, and the Lord said to me in this season, he's restoring family. He's restoring the heart of family. And I want to encourage you. To be proactive with your children. Put, put your cell phones away. Have encounters and, and meetings together. Fellowship together. Have a Sunday lunch and have wine with your children. Amen. I do, when, when, we, when we do Sunday lunches from time to time, I will pour them a small tot. And we'll have communion around the table. And I'll, I'll pour in wine. Because I want them to see how it gets used in an appropriate manner. Not in an inappropriate manner. I want them. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. I've had people in the past telling me, but Matthias, you can't have this, you can't do this. No, there's a place where I do it. There's a safe place where we do it. And then we, I believe that there's, I, 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 I want to stand for the truth because the truth will always set us free. And the Bible teaches us to be self-disciplined. And then it tells us, teach the guy who steals not to steal. So when we come into the kingdom, into this new family, we lay down certain desires and hurts in our lives so that the king might be glorified by what we are choosing to do. Amen? Who knows that God is glorified by us? And then I asked the Lord, so for the theme while I'm, I'm preparing on Thanksgiving, he said to me, the problem with people today is people are not thankful. Who have said thank you this morning? Thank you, Lord, I'm healthy. Thank you, Lord, for the breath. When we were in the midst of COVID, I remember when we just went through the worst part. Um, myself and Carly was both very sick um, of COVID. And um, th it was the first one. It's not the one that they had in Japan. It was the one that they had here in South Africa. And we were really sick. And as we were laying one day on the bed, and I was praying for one of my friends, his son this morning that's led us in worship. We, we, we got together sick. His dad passed away. 
His dad was my best friend. And I said to the Lord, as we were sitting in that time while we were yet sick, when we just pulled over the middle of that thing and I felt the turn, I was thankful. And I had this great appreciation for God's goodness. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to go home. But I want to ask you, if my work is not complete because I still have young children, I want to ask you to give me the grace. But even if you think it otherwise, I would be happy with whatever you choose. I know you are faithful. You've been faithful. I can't, if I look back on my child life and I think where my father passed away and when my parents got divorced and how we made it through, I want to say to you, it's God's grace that takes people through. That's what we really need. We can have all the hurts and all the excuses, but it's God's goodness. And the Lord said to me, the antidote for, for, for anxiety is thanksgiving. The antidote for anxiety. If you are feeling anxious, who's felt anxious? I want to say to you the other night, <laughs> um, I, was, I was anxious. I was feeling very anxious because we're at the end of the month. And now we are walking out on the water. We are buying sand. And I'm saying, Lord, man, I don't know. Even now, how are we going to survive next month? How are we going to do this thing? And I heard the Lord say to me, we are still in Viet, that actually here. Just become still. You don't need to worry. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. We need to worry about today. Now, we've got this whole thing. I mean, I got this baby girl, and I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to get her through university? My dear challenge, my vrou, my kind to cry. I had geen aandeel daar aan gehad. And the gevolg is, now I'm worrying, how are we getting through university? How am I going to buy her that car when she turns 18? Who's, who's experienced that stress in your life? And I've got all these things running down in my head and I'm, I'm figuring it out. Now, you know what the Lord said to me? He said to me, Matthias, just be faithful with today. Just be faithful. Just put one step in front of the other. And then you learn a culture where you say, Lord, I believe that you are faithful. I believe that you are true. Lord, I believe that, that you will see me through. In the darkest hour, Lord, I will call upon your name. You know what's the beautiful thing about the Bible? The Bible does not exclude any bad stories. It tells you about all the weaknesses of men. It tells you of Samson's weakness. It tells you about David's weakness, Paul, Peter's, all of them, where they fell short, how they, how they were only men. They were afraid. It tells us of where Jesus was in the garden and his sweat turned into tears. And still he said, Father, not my will, but let your will be done. See, there's something that happens in our hearts when we understand that the Father is for us. I'm going to read through a few, just quickly through a few verses, and I want you to, to just get with me. I, want, I really want to encourage you to bring your Bible with on a Sunday morning, and please use your Bible as a, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's very important that you know God's Word, not myself. And I want to explain something to you. When you come to church, you are only having the crumbs that falls from the table of the time that I've spent with the Lord. That's not the main meal. Never ever settle for what you come and get in church. Because church is not a place where I come to to receive something. It's a place where I come to to give something. Amen. The Bible says you come with a word and a hymn and a, 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 a encouragement. And it's very important that we implicate it. So this morning I want to ask you to please, as we can come to the end of the service, I'm going to ask us to, to share the communion. And um, they will, they will, uh, and I want you to encourage someone with something. Please don't give someone a long prophetic word. Encourage them out of the word. Just say, you know what, this is what I experienced. This is what the word of God is saying. And it's important that we get proactive. Listen here, Psalm 107 from verse 1 to 3 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who has ever gotten a salary increase? 
Is there anyone that can relate? Come on, just raise your hands, guys. Please participate. Okay, so if you've ever gotten a salary increase, it's easy to give praise to the Lord. Who's that your wife telling you she's gone now? It's true. Yeah. And who felt like saying giving thanks to the Lord? Let us your school more hand than you did. Bomber my school more. My school more understand. Okay. No. We give thanks to the Lord. Guys, the Bible teaches us to be thankful in and in every situation. Not only when things go, go good, when things go right. I want to say to you, I'm much more thankful. One day, myself and my wife, in 2011, we were working through a financial crisis. We went through the 2008, where we had the economic dip, and the Lord challenged me to get full-time into ministry, and I got into ministry out of business, and when I had, I had a vision, and I knew that the Lord was speaking, and all that I saw was I was either going to chase business, and I'm going to lose my family, or I'm going to pursue the call of God in my life. 1 Corinthians 9. And that night, I'm not going to go into the details, the Lord spoke to me so clearly, and I was crying, and my wife came in, and I said to her what I felt, and what the vision was, what I saw. And she said to me, let's just give it all away. And we went through a bankruptcy. I was bankrupt. I was insolvent. We lost everything. The bank came. They took our car. They took our house. And we were crying. I mean, it was not a great time. I was standing in front of that house. Nothing happened as I prophesied and believed. I was speaking life over it. I remember at a stage throwing a stone against the house. I gooi for gooi do it. Doing prophetic actions. Has anyone done stuff like that? A prophetic oxy. Man, then a lady comes with a thick manual like that. And she tells me, listen here. You need to go and repent of all your sins. Maybe that's the reason why you are cursed. Misschien het jy vir die duivel oop deur gelos. Bokker dit man. Daar is nie so iets as oop deur filosofie nie. There's nothing. Everything is for him, to him and about him. And as I was working through one of the most difficult times in my life, he was celebrating me. He was looking at how I was holding on and keeping to my confession. You know what? As we were sitting there, we were working through this tough time, and I took that manual, and I closed it up. I said to my wife, I can't read this further. Because I'm a young Christian. Remember, I was just through that. And I said to her, if I miss anything, only a dot, out of this book that I've just been given, I will not be liberated. I'll still be guilty. I'll rather put my trust in the blood of Jesus. And I closed that book, and I said, Lord, let your will be done. Whatever you take us for, Lord, we, we choose it. We want it. Even if it's uncomfortable, we want it, Lord. Please do it for us. So listen here. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. So it's say, He's basically saying, guys, let the, who's the redeemed? Who's those who's, who's been paid for by the blood of Jesus? Is there anyone in church that can participate in that statement? So what He's saying, you must give thanks to the Lord. Listen to the second one, Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us um, continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Who has ever felt a sacrifice? When you take your son to be slaughtered on an altar, that is called a sacrifice. Okay? When you take your children and you give them to the Lord, you say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I've done what I've done. But I'm going to trust you on, on this journey. Now we're going to pray. There's a certain age you get, you can't, you can't give your guy, boys hiding on 24. You can't go and, and they can't say, evil like from Ghanrani. 
You must help him. You can coach him. That's why we must build relationship and a fair place where we have accountability towards one another. So when they're 24, they want to come and speak to me. I'm not always the guy just having an opinion. I'm the guy loving them. You know what? When it comes to a sacrifice of praise, when we were working for our most difficult financial time, it, it was a sacrifice to give. We came to the Lord. We said, Lord, we want to bring a sacrifice of praise. Let my heart speak louder than my wallet. It wasn't a huge amount of money. I wasn't, I want to say to you, some people can manipulate people to give beyond what they have faith for. It's very important that you understand that you must walk by the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. That the Holy Spirit train your heart to say, listen here, take the liberty and walk out and give this. Listen to this, Psalm 95 verse 1 to 5 says, Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. For the Lord is great, is a great God, and the great King above all gods. In His hands are the deep places of the earth, the heights and the hills are His also. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hand has formed the dry lands. I want to say to you, this is a psalm of David. And David was giving praise to God in a time after he lost his child. Who's ever lost a child? I can tell you, I've seen people work through pain and agony. We, 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 our baby daughter died and the Lord gave her graciously back to us. But I've seen people working through the pain and the agony. And even in that, God is still faithful. Philippians 4 verse 4, and this is the one very important. Please mark this in your Bible. And it's, there's a song. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. Amen. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Let your gentleness. You know what? If you rejoice in the Lord, Sebastian Roth was a boxer, and he told me a very good lesson. He said, it's by salig om te gee as om te ontvang. I want to say to you, it's very important that we understand as Christians that we are in the giving business. I'm not talking about money now. If your heart is still in money, you're missing the whole point. It's very important to give your time. We've, we don't do the Lord a service to come to church. We come to church with an expectation. Man, I'm going to church. We are part of the fellowship. The Bible says that we should keep this fellowship in high esteem. You know what we've made it? A place where we can come in and go and there's no accountability and if we don't like what the guy is saying, we, we just disconnect or just walk away. It's very important for us to say, Lord, we want to rejoice within you and let it be evident. You see, rejoice, let your gladness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. What does anything mean? Man, I want to say to you, I've been anxious about my marriage in the past. I've been anxious about my finances. I've been anxious about my children. I've been anxious about the church. Lying and wondering how could I help the Lord to help me so that we can make this thing work. Has anyone had that th thought? And now, if I read through the Bible, and especially Thanksgiving, I, I told you it's the antidote for anxiety. If you are feeling anxious in any sense, I want to say to you, start saying thank you for what you have. 
the plate of food, what you are going through in this season. I even one day, I had a very good friend of mine, they broke into the house and they just came back from honeymoon. They stole everything in the house. Everything. They had no insurance. As he walked in, he could either go the racistic way and be angry at what's going on in our country and the crime statistics and all that. You know what the guy did? He did the most insane thing I've ever heard of. They took communion. The next moment they, they took out their instruments which was in the car with them. They started praising. They started singing praises to the Lord. And the next moment the word came out and they said to me, Matthias, you won't believe it. We got better things than we could buy for ourselves. <laughs> Isn't the Lord awesome? And what I'm saying to you is there's just a different way what we should believe in and, and conduct ourselves in when we are believers. So listen here. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Prayer, by dialogue with God. Petition, keeping, continuing. I want to say to you, people tell you, only ask God once. You don't have faith if you ask Him the whole time. Nonsense. You've got the story in the Bible of the old woman that doesn't stop asking Jesus. Have you ever seen a baby girl wanting to look uh, a story on TV and you're busy watching your movie? I want to say to you, she doesn't stop with a petition. She continues. Papa, please, I want to watch this, please. I want to, I don't even know all those stories that you watch. Paul Patrol and all these things. And I'm like, no, I, I, I'm in control. It's now my time. And guess what who wins at the end of the day? Because she doesn't stop. And the Bible says, if the unrighteous judge knows how to do good, how much more not God? And you know what we do in church? We don't believe that God wants to bless us, so we fall silent. We don't believe He wants to come through for our marriage, so we fall silent. And we withdraw from the community because it's hurtful and it is confronting and the Lord always comes through for everyone else except for me. Am I right? So in this He says, I have a petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. You know what? In the, 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 the ten... A lepers that came to Jesus, one came back. He had thanksgiving, the Lord said to him, you know what? Your leprosy is permanently taken away. The other nine didn't get the leprosy back. I don't believe that's what he was saying. He was speaking about the leprosy of the heart. Just by having gratitude and thanksgiving, God removed a weight from that young man. Because I can tell you, you, can, don't, have, you don't need to have leprosy to have leprosy. You don't have to have cancer to have cancer of the heart. And some of us are walking around with cancers in our heart. Present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now this is very important. Listen um, closely. And the peace of God. Who knows that God gives you a peace that, that surpasses all understanding? So you can sit in the greatest crisis and you say, man, I, I give praises to the Lord. Amen. And there's this desire to say, man, Lord, I want to I just praise you. I want to lift your name on high. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how good are you? Which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. I want to say to you, if you can place your mind and your understanding on what God has done through Christ, then you will know He is for you and He's not against you. That the plans that He has for you is to prosper you. I want to say to you, God has better plans for your children than you can ever have. 
That's the God that we serve. Listen yet. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Did you read that? Give thanks in all circumstances. Who's got some serious issues? Is there anyone that's, that's got some serious stuff that you need to deal with? Hey? Net low. Man, I like your honesty. <laughs> Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I want to say to you, this is not as much about the test than it's about the testimony. God wants you to walk out with a testimony, but the only way you get a testimony is to go through the test. The only way that you've got a, a, a positive confession of saying, Lord, I don't know if I could have gone through that divorce, but man, you've been faithful. I've lost a loved one, Lord, but you've been faithful. Father, we've, we've seen, we've, we've gotten hurt in church. But Father, you are faithful. You're the God that is faithful. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 4 says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget all. His, and, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sin and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. This is David making a confession of God's goodness in an inferior covenant. In a covenant while you were still guilty for your sins. And you had to take a goat or a lamb to, to stand proxy for your, for your sake. And then you had to go and offer this and say, and in an inferior covenant, he understands that who forgives all your sins, and yet under the new covenant, we struggle to understand that God has forgiven all your sins. What you did in 1994? Man, I remember one night, we were, um, myself and my friends, we were smoking bubbly, and we were taking out all the stop streets in the area. And all the, the, the tukje tekens and everything. And the next morning when my mom and my stepfather woke and they opened, the, it looked like a speedco parara. Okay? With all these signs that is there. And the next moment you realize your children just made the life a bit difficult for you. And they were not going to give praise and <laughs> being thankful for the Lord for what they have, have done. But I tell you, some lessons are better learned than taught. Sometimes it's good. David, ach, um, Paul says it was, ach, David says it was good that I was afflicted so that I could learn your statues. It is good that I work through difficult things because suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces this character within us. And character brings hope. Other people go, grows hope because of the story that God has written of your life. The way that you give thanks matters. And listen here, um, Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7, I'm, I'm still in my introduction. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So while Paul was writing this letter to, to the um, Colossians, he was in a very difficult space in his own life. If you ever read, read through the book of Acts and you see the journeys that Paul has been through, he's been shipwrecked, he's been in prison, he's been beaten, he's been, been stoned. And it's not like the old guys think. He was not stoned. He was seriously stoned. Okay? He was thrown with rocks. 
not the rocks you think of. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in, his, in, in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. I want to say to you, there's something that happens whenever we turn to thanksgiving. When you turn from your darkest hour, and Marie shared something, but I'm not going to preach on her sermon now, because she, it's her revelation. So I'm going to leave it for her. But if you can turn in your darkest hour, to God and still have the courage to call on his name I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread I'm not going to continue maybe oh, let's just do this last week let the peace Colossians 3:15. let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns songs of the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do whatever word or deed do it all in the name of the lord with giving thanks to god the father through him that's what i thought on earlier when i said that when you come to church it's all about coming with a song or a hymn ephesians 5 verse 18 says but before the spirit speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your hearts to the lord always giving thanks for all things in the name of our lord jesus christ to our god for i think there's enough scriptures there i think i've quoted re- roughly 15 to 14 scriptures that is speaking about in difficult times to have a song in your heart to give thanks to god to always give him the praise and the problem of this is the fact that we as christians walk around and I want to say to you, his disciples were walking around with him. And as they were walking around with him, they thought to themselves, listen here, we've got the Messiah with us. We're going to establish a new kingdom on earth. The next moment, the Messiah was gone. And he didn't leave nor forsake them. He made them a promise. He said, I'm going to leave someone with you that's going to be closer than a brother. Because John has baptized with water, but I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and the fire. Luke 17, 15 says, Upon hearing this, the apostle said to Jesus, Lord, you, you must increase our measure of faith. Whereas ever asked the Lord, you need more faith. I want to say to you, there's not something so as insane as that question. How does great faith look like? I've heard people preach on great faith. Jesus never spoke on great faith. He spoke on baby principle faith. Childlike faith. He never spoke about this he even gave praise to a heathen that came down a centurion and said Lord just speak a word he was so blessed by people that did not necessarily have the greatest faith it's not this let's listen here we've got this plan we're going to pray and fast for six days and then we're going to walk on the water I want to tell you we overcomplicate things in church it's through the simplicity of the gospel that Jesus came and he gave his life so that you can have all things it's all for him, to him, and about him. And now the disciples are coming to the Lord, and they're asking the question, Lord, how will you increase our faith? Please teach us. Lord, how can we increase our faith? Has anyone had that question before? And listen to Jesus' reply. He responded, if you have even the smallest measure of authentic faith, if you only have the smallest, just Lord, I want to say to you, I remember one night coming home, and um, I was not very sober. 
And when I came into that, to the living room, I found my mom behind the couch praying. She was praying. And at that stage, she was not the biggest Christian. She had not had the, she was not a saint. She was not doing everything right. But I knew in my heart something was about to change. Nothing happened. Just knew in my heart that something was about to change. I remember as a young boy, we would mess things up and I would come into my room. Now, my, my grandparents were Spaderians. So, anyone who Spaderians Christus, They were very devoted um, Pentecostal Christians. So, I would think my brother smoked and he would throw his ash in my shoes. And then we usually went to a place where we, 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 I wanted to fight with him because I thought to him, he's disrespectful. Why is he ashing his cigarettes, ash in my shoes? Only to find out years later that my grandmother was praying and she threw ash. I said, so can ask, and I'll ask my That's serious stuff, Owens. I mean, that's the type of stuff you do when people's feet stink. Okay, you don't do it to people that's just normal. And I was angry with my brother. We, we seriously had fights about this. I thought to myself, Lord, how good are you not? He heard the simple prayers of a grandma that would say, would say I would not leave. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to stand in the gap. You know, Abraham stand in the gap and God heard him. Have you ever stand in the gap for someone else? Your best friend working through a marriage problems? Someone that's working through a financial crisis. You know what's the most important rule of any relationship? Be present. Just go and sit and have a coffee. If you can do nothing about it, you can do, do nothing about it. Don't avoid people, especially when they're working through the hard times. If people are going through a, a divorce, don't stay away from them. You know what the church has done? Whenever people have sinned, we have turned our backs on them. Because then we don't need to face the true things and the hard answers. Know where I want to be? I want to be with that guy, and his name is Jesus, who comes to people in their darkest hours. The one that always preaches, the one that never leaves nor forsakes us, the one who stands with you in the fire. He's not confronted by the fire. That's what I want to see in this season. Is I want to have a testimony. Listen to him. Jesus responded, If you have even the smallest measure of authentic faith, it would be, be powerful enough to say to a large tree or to a mountain, My faith will pull you up by the roots and throw you in the sea, and it will respond to your faith and obey you. Who would like to see supernatural miracles in your life? I'm not talking about people telling you I'm going to give you a key. I want to say to you, no man can give you any keys. There's no more keys to hand out. The key that was taken from, from, from Hades was taken by Jesus. And Jesus is the key, the way. He's the way, the door. He's the life. He's the path. There's no greater answer. No man can give you what Jesus has already done. He's accomplished the full, and he, and he said it's finished. And he's not a man that he should lie. You know that what we need? is we don't need another sermon on how to get a key to get a breakthrough for what Jesus has already done. Amen? We need to declare His goodness and believe it. The righteous shall live by faith. I don't need 50 steps how to get into heaven 
the, 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 the heaven has become a paved highway for sinners who come and believe. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Have you ever called on his name? Man, I, I, there's stories, I'm still, you guys don't know me that long, so I would rather not tell you all the stories. Acts 1 verse 4. Um, and I'm, I'm really moved in this season about the book of Acts, because I really believe that the Lord is doing something in our midst. And that the book of Acts is the, the actions of the apostles and the people who, and I want to say to you, apostle is not a title. It's a function. I'm hearing many people with large titles, they're apostle, prophet, doctor. Um, I don't care about those things. Jesus never cared about being that. He just wanted to be his daddy's son. He, you know what his father called him? This is my apostle in whom I'm well known. He said, this is my beloved. This is, this is what pleases me. He's, he's my son. He's faithful. He called him his beloved son. And the devil came and tempted him on the fact that he was the son of God, not his beloved. He was never coming with the truth. He left out the most crucial part, beloved. You know what? We fall into that thing all the time because we get so into titles, so into what will people think? What will people say? What will my status look like on Facebook? We want this perfectly pitched marriages on Facebook, but yet we don't, have, we don't converse with one another in the room. One of the things that I believe that the Lord is calling the church to in this season is to be real. To just be real. I, many years ago, I said to my wife, I said, I can't do this straight more ministry thing. You won't find me on Facebook. I guess actually, Marie says I'm a Catholic virgin, I'm a Facebook virgin. Okay? I don't care on those things. Because everyone, they phone me and they'll tell me, listen, yeah, we're working through this hell of a thing and we're working through this crisis. But when you go on their Facebook, you think, man, yes, guys, you've just won the marathon. I feel, I feel like, and I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to measure myself towards people. I want to measure myself to what you are saying. I want to be faithful with what you are telling me to do. We had to get out of it because it made me a hypocrite. Where I looked at people and say, Lord, but look at this. They are saying this, but this is what they are portraying. The Lord said to me, you keep your eyes on me. Remember when Peter and John were speaking and when Jesus just um, confessed Peter three times, saying to him, listen here, um, you are forgiven. And the next moment Peter asked Jesus, so what's going to happen with John? He said, leave him alone. Keep your eyes on me. Go read it. I want to say to you, that's what blessed me. Acts 1 verse 4, and he shared the meal with them, and Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift that I tell you about, the gift of the Father, what he has promised. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you, do you know what we need to do in this season? We, we need to wait. Just to allow the Holy Spirit, wait before you speak. Go think things through. Wait on the Holy Spirit. You know what, what happens? Sometimes the Lord will tell me, you call this the, the DNA of God, the divine nature of the Almighty. You've got this GPS inside of you. And that, inst that, that, that spirit instructs us. It tells us the simplest of things. Matthias just, just, just bent. I'm not going to read through the whole story this morning. Sorry, I said I didn't take out um, the, the link, so it's in blue. 
Um, Acts 16, 16. The book of Acts 16, my first in 2007, I was on my way to India. Uh, sorry, 2008. I was on my first time on my way to India to go and minister the gospel there. And I had this, at that stage I was helping the Lord with my finances, so I would do very long trips because I didn't think that the Lord would be able to pay twice for me to go. <laughs> okay. I was always trying to help helping the Lord, and I, and I, and I, and I made the statement, I, I want to be a good steward as well. So I would go to Russia, and I'll go for six weeks, and my family is suffering this side. My wife was sitting with two babies at that stage, and they were both in nappies. And, and then I'm overseas for six weeks, and then I'll come back, and I'll go another few weeks, and I'm going to India. I remember my first trip to India, the Lord gave me this word in Acts 16.16, and it stayed with me ever since. It's been something that touched my heart, because in that time, we made a decision, it's when we made that decision to say, Lord, we're going into full-time ministry. And I didn't know what the consequences was going to do. We were living a high-profile life, and it was going quite good with us. Financially, it was definitely going very well with us. I even made a statement. I said, if Peter thought he was walking on the water, we are running on the water. I, was, I want to tell you, I was, I was one of that pastors. I had pointy shoes even. The Ram will maybe tell you that. Remember, I have a for me. I'm one of the pastors with the most shoes, but I have a pair of I tell you, I'm, I'm going to put it on next week. I'm going to come with it. I'm just to bless you, Murray. And I was making a statement to one of my friends. I said, man, you know what? The Lord is blessing us. Everything we touch are turning to God. Man, this prosperity. Well, I was a prosperity teacher. I really, and guys, it's not that I'm not, I don't believe in prosperity. It's just that I'm not seeking it. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm content in whatever situation we might be. And if you only want to be in a place where you get blessed the whole time, and it's only about you and your finances, you're missing the whole point. You've not come to the place where it goes about him and his kingdom, where it costs you more. For Jesus, it cost him everything. He gave much more than he ever gained out of this deal. And if it was so for him, guess how it's going to be for us? Exactly the same. So in Acts 16, we've got Paul, and Paul's gone for a few encounters. He's still uncertain if you even have to get circumcised. So if you read in Acts 16 verse 1, you'll see a young Timothy, one of his partners was going with him, and he was circumcising him. Donkey, here. That was not even on the words Okay, so who's not circumcised? Paul. Okay, you don't really have to make a confession this morning. Okay. I'm so glad that you are not circumcised. But listen here, in a very sincere thing, a big thing, what was happening, if you ever read through the book of Acts, Acts 15 is about the question to the church fathers of what are we going to do about this circumcision? Because there's people coming and telling people, if you want to get into the kingdom, you need to apply the law and you need to, to, to complete the fullness of the law, so you have to get circumcised. Now young Timothy, whose father was a Greek, is walking with Paul. And Paul doesn't want to disrupt because he's not received the message back from the churches. He's not gotten their conviction. And he doesn't want to step out of line. So he says to Timothy, you know what, you're going to have to take one for the team. I really believe that we are right. But I'm going to ask you a favor, brother. We're going to have to get rid of some skin. Okay? And it's going to be uncomfortable for you and for me. But then you can go and preach with him. Guess what young Timothy says? Take it. Take my breath away. Okay? He gets circumcised, and now he can go into the synagogue. 
And they're preaching. The next moment, he's still walking like a cowboy. If you ever get circumcised on this age, you'll, it's not nice, okay? And so the medical doctor that will tell you it's uh, definitely not nice getting circumcised on this age. So uh, he was still walking in the church, most probably like a cowboy. And the next moment, the letter comes from um, the apostle saying, listen, you don't need to get circumcised. The good news is you don't need to get circumcised. <laughs> Divine intervention. Amen. Sometimes the things that the Lord will allow you to go through. Amen. Imagine how close you feel to Paul who just cut your, your skin away. <laughs> yes, man. I want to say to you, if anyone ever had to do that to me, we were not going to walk a nice road together. But then he came to Peter and Timothy and they came to Lystra and they were looking for a place of worship. And as they came to this place, um, they saw that there's no place of worship. And they went into, the, into town, and there they found a young girl who had a spirit of divination within her. And you know what this young girl was doing? She was walking, and she's got a gift of prophecy. I want to say to you, do not be intrigued by the prophetic spirit that is going around. Many people can, everyone, if you've got a gift from God, God's never impressed with your gift. Frankly, I saw, uh, listened to Lizzie singing this morning. I thought to myself, man, that girl can. I own him off an Anthony Slopes. Say the stem and all, so she's an engel. Doen say that with you, Tiran. Not for a letter. She's praten with you. And I thought to myself, wow, my friend has also sung. But it's so good. Okay, my friend sings on a different manier. I sit now and I stare. Where are you? Klap die paas eens in. Oké, okay. kort en lang is, vir allemaal wat een huisif grapie ken, sal weet waarvan ek praat. In elk geval, um, in Acts 16, this girl is walking around with a spirit, and she's saying absolutely the right things. Do you know when, El before Elijah was taken to heaven, all the prophets knew exactly what was going to happen with Elijah. But all the sons of the prophet was not following Elijah, only Elisha followed him. And they'll tell him exactly what was going to happen. And he'll tell them, keep quiet. Do you know it was not the one that went, or, or, or everyone who knew, who was taken up or received the gift. It was the one that followed. I want to say to you, how does your action look in this season? And your action only gets proven while you go through tough things in your life. Your, your testimony becomes greater as you work through these difficult times. This past year has been one of the most difficult times since I've been in ministry. Because I've lost a sincere friend, someone who's walked with me and counseled me and always been there for good advice. I always had a good place where I can go and measure what I want to do. And all of a sudden that, that voice fell silent. I was working through, I was going through Alan Beck. And this Paul was going to this place, this girl's walking and she's prophesying for three days. Three days walking in front of him and prophesying, these are men of God. She's saying absolutely the truth. Listen what they have to say. And while she was walking in front of him, there was something that was in her that was annoying him. She's talking the truth, but yet she's so annoying. Who's ever picked that up? And I don't want us to walk and judge people. Okay, Let people do what they need to do. But as for me and my household, I'm telling my child, I'm saying, telling them, listen, you, you live a life and you speak out of the word and you say what you mean and you mean what you say. You never manipulate people. 
I want to tell you something this morning. God wants to speak to us this morning. He wants to tell us, now Paul's walking in front of this girl, and the next moment he's driving out a demon out of her. And all of a sudden, this divination stops. She can't prophesy. And immediately, her owners, because she was a slave girl, is angry with Paul. And he gets thrown into prison for driving out a demon out of a girl. You have to read through Acts 16. I'm not going to read it just because of time. And he gets thrown into prison. And before they got thrown into prison, they were taken in front of the leaders and they were given a beating. And he got a beating with a lash of a rod over the back, like Jesus did. They took off his clothes, they left him in his undies, and they would split you over like that, and they'll beat your back open and give you a hiding so that you will remember what you have done. We talk as you work in Magog, or not Magog, who is Mapog, Mapogo. Where are you guys know Mapogo? Well, then you know it, John. You guys know. You are scared of them. Yeah, you want to get hiding. You not you get clever. You're gonna get hiding there. So now they're giving them Mapogo. They sit also and they stand their rug for him up. They give them a beating because they are interfering and leading people astray. You know what? That night, after being mistreated, Paul was sitting in the middle of the prison. The Bible says they were locked into the innermost part of the prison. You know what the innermost part? That's where you keep the bad guys, the influential guys. And that's the place, if you've ever been to a Roman's um, to Italy and stuff, you'll see they've got the open sewage system. Who's ever been to Europe? So you've got the poof that goes there. So if you're in the inner, inner thing, all your pee and your stories, they take a bucket and they throw it and then it runs down the sewage system. How it used to work there. And if you're sitting in the middle, that's the place where the rats is, that's the place where the stench is. He's sitting with his back open, his face being bruised. He's sitting there with a conviction my Lord, my Lord, where are you? Remember this morning, it's about thanksgiving. He thinks to himself, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've made these statements. Lord, you've, you've been faithful so many times. You've been with Daniel in the lion's den. You've been with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery pit. You've been with Moses through the Red Sea. And yet you are with me in this prison. You see, everything tells me about your character when you come into a difficult season. What is your confession? What is your statement that you declare when you're working through a tough season? And as Paul is sitting there and working through this hardship in his heart, you know what he's doing? The next moment, he catches, and I, I, the best way I, I can illustrate it, and it's not written in the Bible, this is my version of the story. I believe that Paul was sitting there and he was singing to God. And he was saying, I give praises to the King. Oh Lord, praises to my King. Oh Lord. You see, something happens when you are willing to give praise in your dark hour. And I believe that Silas was sitting there with him. And Silas was a bit not necessarily on the same level. Who's ever driven in with your wife in the car? And you're working through everything? You're going through hell? And one of you start praising. Did you feel like joining? 
Nou, as my vrou as vrou, kom nie my blarie leer, denk jy, ek ken nie die bybel nie. I do, I, I must say, I think myself and the devil does know the Bible better than my wife. Yeah. Who I thought to think I knew it better than her. The Bible said the devil can't script and listen there. The devil knows the scripture. You, 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 I want to tell you, we've got nothing on the devil when it comes to the scriptures. He knows it. He's almost as good with the scriptures as no. <laughs> and as the slave boy, or, 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 or Paul was sitting there, Silas was sitting in the jail, and he's looking at this guy, thinking to himself, man, you are wired. Paul is continuing. And I give praises to the king. Oh Lord, praises to the king. Oh Lord, for the Lord is good and greatly to be praised. I want to say to you, it's not easy to sing when your diaphragma is being bent forward. When you're in a posture of pain and hurt. When you go through a troublesome time and all that you have is a breath to say thank you, Lord. You know, something happened in Silla's heart and something happens in the church's heart to the people next to you when you can go through something in glory. Something so stingy, so dark, so hurtful and yet you bring him all the glory. I sing out Paul singing it out and ever since I've read a story like this, the Lord did something in my heart. Because at that stage I was preaching to people the good news, but they didn't know we are busy losing everything. I remember there were times that I had to go, my wife would tell me, listen here, we've got no nappies. And I'll say, let's pray. And we'll have rats running into pick and pay. <laughs> and they tear all the plastic off the nappies. And the pick and pay owner tell me, listen yeah, I know you've got a children's home which you support. Please take the nappies to the children home. I get there and they tell me there's no babies. I get back home, my wife says, listen, yeah, I, we don't have any nappies. I say, for my kinders can I four times a day skate. You can't charge the whole day because we've got so, we had a whole trailer full of nappies sponsored by rats and pick and pay. <laughs> Amen. And I was like, yes, like you Lord, you're so good. I say, for our spooktook, sissy. That's what we have. That's the place. And I was not going to make my issues, and I was a very proud guy. I would not make my issues other people's problems. Deep in me there was a yearning, Lord, I want to see your hand. I want to tell you in this season, there's nothing wrong to make petition to the Lord. Paul was sitting there, he was making petition, speaking of God's greatness, not because it was comfortable, because he knew that God is faithful in and out of season, You'll be like a tree planted by streams of water and you will bear fruit and your testimony will become a place for others to have a big break, breakthrough. I believe as Paul was singing, I bring praises to the Lord. Oh God, oh praises. Can I keep a guitar? Oh Lord. I believe something happened in Silla's heart and all of a sudden there's a beat in his feet. Het jou gekyk as jou vrou eeuwiskielik begin hoopvang, saam met jou. Die Bijbel sê twee saam, was twee saam le, dan is hulle een middable force. Niks gaan tegen jou staan nie, wat twee of meer in my naam by mekaar kom, daar is ek in hulle midde. Something happens in you when you start praising together instead of moaning. 
So I bring praises to the King. Oh, Lord, praises to the King. Oh, Lord. I believe as Silas was catching that beat with his feet, all of a sudden, he had this thick, bruised lip and eye. And all of a sudden, he's hitting the second note. In a bit of a broken fashion, he brought his heart into agreement with what was being said. The Bible said it was at the midnight hour, at the most dark hour at the night. And I want to tell you that God sees your tears. He sees your dark hours. He sees the struggles of the heart. He knows the disease of the heart. And He's not giving up on you and He's not giving you an excuse to get away. But is there only faith like a mustard seed? The smallest faith that you can apply into God, God will see you and your family. And He will give you a breakthrough beyond comprehension. He spoke about breakthrough. I don't believe in breakthroughs. I believe the greatest breakthrough already happened. The breakthrough that I'm happening is the is when you come into agreement with that which has already been accomplished. And you take up that ground that you have lost. All of a sudden I see Silas coming in with a second voice. So I give praises to the king. Watch this thing. Oh Lord. Praises to the King. Oh Lord, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Sing praises to the Thankful to my 
busy with the worship. I want you just to turn to a loved one or someone close to you. And I want you just to, for a second, ask someone to come into a confession with you. Let's come into agreement. Amen. With two or more in my name agree about anything on earth. There I am in their midst. There he hears and he sees. I want to say to you this morning, I'm going to ask you, I don't want you to use your communion now. I first want you just to come into agreement with someone. And I don't want you to throw your pills to pigs. I don't want you to share your heart with everyone. But you walk in a relationship with people. And as people start showing the right character, you open up. And then you start making yourself accountable. That's where you walk around. So that's why I say, turn to your loved one. If I can get husbands and spouses just coming together, coming to agreement, saying, listen, this is what we are trusting the Lord for. If you don't have your husband or your spouse here, you just turn to a good friend or to someone close that you feel safe with. If you don't have, feel any, have anyone that you feel safe with, you just turn inward, have an inward attitude. You say, Lord, this is what I want to see. This is what I'm trusting you. This is what I believe about this. This is my confession, Lord. This is what your word has declared. This is what your word has said. Amen. So just there where we are, let's just quickly turn to one another. Yes, Lord. Get someone in agreement and then we're going to take the, the testimonial cup. the fact that we can give thanksgiving in, in every situation and I want you to be uncomfortable at this stage first you can have your communion with the person that's with you then I want you to go and bless someone with a word I want you to move out and pray with someone to encourage someone um, and let's be sensitive with this that we really encourage one another with a word or a song something that's going to bless the person so i want to tell you whatever you might be facing the lord says give thanks in every circumstance we're going to take this piece of bread this morning because we believe that jesus has died and he's paid the price and that we are more than conquerors through christ jesus amen and there is nothing that will stand in our way that is greater than the testimony that we hold amen so let's take this bread this morning 
declaring that the word has been completed that his body was broken for our transgressions i want to say to you any condemnation now in your heart if you need to confess it some somewhere you need to confess it why so that your heart can feel liberty so let's take this bread this morning then the bible says that this is the cup of the new testament the bible says that we should use it often this is the cup that's telling us that the, the, the blood of Jesus has been spilt for our sake. We take this cup knowing that it's by His stripes that we are healed. Any sickness in your body, you speak with your sickness. You can tell me, Matthias, but I've prayed for myself a hundred times. It has not changed. Don't give up. We keep on being persistent. We keep on taking it to the Lord in prayer. If you are working through a marriage thing, you take it to the Lord in prayer now. You recognize the blood of Jesus. You say, Lord, my confession is this morning that I believe in the blood and that the blood has paid the price. Let's take this this morning. I've seen many people go through fights and they come to church and they tell me they can't take communion because they just had a fight. That's one of the reasons why you have to take communion. Because communion is like intercourse. It brings you into union. Amen. Wie weet het? Zijn jou vrouw bekleid en trek jy die kleren uit en sluit jy die deur en dan praat jy oor die probleem. You always want to surrender. I promise you. You always want to lose the fight. Nou wat vir my sê, jy wil nog steeds die fight wen, maar dan die kleren uitgetrek het, het die probleem. Het serious issues. Ok, dan moet jy my kom sien. <laughs> maar as jy het op jy eie kan uitsorteer en groe met die raadwerk, en jy kan vir jou vrou nou soos die fight gaat, ons gaan naar by die huis sluit, kinders gaan nie mekaar doodmaak nie. I want to challenge you. The reason why I'm telling you to use communion is communion. The Bible says the only people who should not use communion is people who eat it and does not have understanding of what they are doing. Because that will bring a judgment on you. What is the judgment? The fact that you take the body of Christ and you don't discern what it has done for you. So we don't need to be afraid to use it. That's one of the reasons why we use it. You eat it this day and it's bringing, Roderick, it brings geneesing in your eyes. It brings healing because God is faithful. God is so faithful. The Kemper, also Hendry, it brings healing. It brings healing. I want to say to you, whenever we use communion, God heals. Andrew, it brings healing. You trust, you come in agreement, you start using that. I tell you, there's nothing that's going to be impossible for you. You can slay any giant. Amen. So let's just, I'm going to ask us, um, I want to just walk around and minister a bit. Um, they're going to just play some worship music and I know we've remember we've come to church not to get a service we are in church because we're a movement and we want to be used by Jesus uh, Marie makes a very profound statement she said she's never seen so much ministry in one church I want to say to you I, I love a prophetic gift and um, there's a lot of ministry in this church um, but before we go over let's just bow our heads if you have come into this building this morning and you've never given your heart to Jesus you want to make right with Jesus this morning you say Lord I've been running my whole life I'm not faithful Lord I want you this morning to raise your hand to say Lord I want to make right with you okay thank you Lord there's another one please come to the front of me it's come to the front come to the front I want to pray with you never need to be afraid let's give them a hand
It's so beautiful. I want to say to you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I, I know we're living in a seeker-sensitive time. And I want, Yanni, please, you guys, come and pray. I want you to come and pray. Um, Wie is nog van my ouwens wat saam wil kom bid? Janny, sommer jy ook aan die Janny, kom bid jy ook sommer jy so saam. Willem, ach Willie, ach, Wessel, kom bid as my saam, Willem, Willie, Wessel. Kom kom ons, kom kyk, kom ons bid, kom ons, let's let's pray with these people this morning. This is a very, a very great commitment that we are making. And Swivin, I really want to ask, Father, thank you Lord that you are, that you are working in his heart. Lord, that you are helping him in this season. Take take hold of his mind, Lord. Father, where he wants to go, he doesn't want to give him the ability to surrender. To give him to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask, bless him, Lord. Keep him. Let your face shine upon him in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for Vernon. Father, thank you, Lord, that he can give his heart to Jesus this morning. And Lord, that he will never be the same again. Father, work in his heart to do your will. Thank you, Lord, that he overcome by your glory and by your power. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for Eddie. Lord, thank you, Lord, that he's becoming a fine man of God. Lord, that you are establishing him to become a leader, Lord. Lord, I want to ask, Lord, raise him up, lift him up, give him the ability, Lord, to stand firm and to walk in the conviction of Christ and Christ alone. Make him surrender to your call and your will. In Jesus' mighty name. Just hear the Spirit says he's upon you. Thank you. Fill him in, Lord. Fill him in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just extend our hands to them. Father, we bless them. We say thank you, Father, for this. Is what the kingdom is all about is to see when one come in, the one that comes in in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. I want us just to step out in faith. Let's just encourage someone. Maybe if the Lord lays upon your hand to bless someone, don't take offense if someone gives you money. Okay? So I want to open it up and I want to be practical. Let's do it. Okay? Maybe the Lord's challenging you to give away your wedding band. You don't want to get into an argument with your husband because of your wedding band. But maybe you must bless someone with a wedding band. I don't know. I've got that in my heart. I feel that the Lord is challenging people just to step out and just to move out to one another and encourage one another with just something. Just something. Amen. Brian, please, let's move out, man. You guys are pastor. Is there anyone that is sick in their body right now? They've got pain in their body. They've got sickness, disease in their body. Is there anyone? Raise your... If you're now with pain, come from my phone and to Amawala. Marie, come now for you. Come solve. Why? Because this is what church is all about. It's when Jesus preaches up because He does it every single time. Amen? Go to someone that makes you uncomfortable. You don't need to go to someone which makes you comfortable. 